Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back, everybody, to The Dwell Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and today we are talking about forgiveness, a thing that we all desire and seem to find so little of uh, that we want and we want to see it in other people. It's really hard to give away, and it's really hard to find. Um, So our verse today is Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So last week we talked about that kindness and compassion component. And then this week we're going to touch on the idea of forgiveness. So if you missed last week, you might want to go back and listen to that. And our guest one final time this month is Ruth Cho Simons. Um, She has just done a really great job of helping us understand this verse and really how do we apply it to our lives? It sounds really simple, but it actually is really difficult to be kind and compassionate (laughs) and to find it in our heart to forgive people. So welcome back, Ruth. Mm, Thanks for having me. Before we get started and really dig into our verse, I want to ask you a question about forgiveness. And this is something that, like, I know that I force my kids to do. (laughs) And I wonder if you remember or can think of a time when you were ever forced to forgive somebody. Like, maybe you were a kid and you're like, ah, or maybe it happened all the time. I know for my kids, they could probably tell all kinds of stories Hmm. uh, about being forced to forgive somebody. Well, I mean... I think about my spouse, like I think about feeling like, you know, I have to move on and I have to forgive and sometimes I'm not ready um, and I'm kind of like, well, sure, we can move on and yes, I forgive you, but really I'm still hard-hearted in in my heart about it, (laughs) you know, so I I do think that that's actually not really back in my childhood, it's kind of like a a regular thing that I have to work through. Um, So you force yourself to forgive. (laughs) Yes, I mean, there's some of that struggle for sure. Yeah, so I think that this forgiveness part of our verse is really where the rubber meets the road. I mean, like kindness, yes, it is hard. Yes, it can be difficult to be compassionate, but it's really easy to be compassionate and kindness to somebody who's really kind and compassionate to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how do we do this forgiveness thing when people aren't kind and they aren't compassionate to us? Yeah. When I look at that verse, um, I love that this month your listeners are memorizing this verse and caring about this verse as we um, just hide it in our hearts. I love that there's an order to it, that Paul wrote it in a way to kind of build onto it. Like Mm -hmm. when you're kind and compassionate, you're putting yourself in a place of empathy. You're putting yourself in a place where you see somebody else's struggle, whether you understand it fully or not, whether you have lived it or not, you are putting yourself in the place where you say, I am tenderhearted about you. I am feeling the weight of what you feel. And so from there, the forgiveness piece, because after that, it's, you know, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. The forgiving is the action after we've been empathetic, right? So when we, we, we can't actually forgive. So, so when you force yourself to forgive, as we were joking about just now, you know, when you're forcing yourself forgive to forgive, you're probably jumping straight to the part where you're giving lips, lip service and saying, mm-hmm. I forgive you because you have to. And sometimes you really do just have to like get over the part where you're a little offended and grumpy, but true forgiveness <laughs> comes out of 
actually having internalized and put yourself in the place where you lower and humble yourself so that you're not the judge and jury anymore, but that you're in a place of empathy because you kind of can't be judge and jury when you're kind and compassionate. Kind and compassionate isn't sitting there saying, I'm the best, I'm right, and you don't meet my standards. That's not compassionate. Like you, There's no way you can be compassionate there. The only way you can be compassionate is if you put yourself in their shoes, which actually makes, means that you humble yourself to feel as somebody else feels. But then the forgiveness element means you don't, we don't just show kindness and compassion just to sit there and wallow and go, yep, well, I guess you'll never change and I'll never change and we're all going to feel this way forever. That you actually say, yes, sometimes we hurt each other. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we do wrong. Sometimes somebody who needs my compassion is actually spiraling out of control and they're doing wrong and hurt and they're hurting other people. That I'm not going to call that right when it's wrong. Paul doesn't say "Be, be kind and compassionate and then let it all go right? That's not Mm. how he ends the verse. He doesn't say, be kind and compassionate and just let it go. I mean, for real, just let it go. And everybody (laughs) will just, they're on their own path and everybody's right is their own right. And don't argue with other people. No, it's that people can really hurt you. They can Mm. really do wrong to you, or they could really be going down the wrong path. And what it requires is for us to actually release them from Forgiveness is releasing them from the courtroom of our minds and our hearts. Like we don't sit there constantly saying, and you've not made it up to me and you're never going to be up to standard and you are doing wrong. But to say that's between you and God, I'm going to forgive you because God's forgiven me of so much more than I could ever, than I even ever realize that I need forgiveness Mm. for God's forgiven me. So there's nothing you can do to hurt me. You, can, you can't say anything that is so beyond that I need to hold a grudge and wither away myself forevermore. Because mm. withholding forgiveness is actually cruelty to yourself even, you know? I mean, yeah, it's it really is. just to stay in bitterness when really being softening our hearts and showing compassion is the first step to being able to say, and therefore I can see my own sin. And because God has mm. forgiven me so much, I can forgive you now. And I can release you, free you from the bondage to me, to my anger, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And I think you're right that you, when you do that, when you hold somebody in those shackles, you're shackled too. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like you are definitely Mm -hmm. caught up in that, in that unforgiveness and it's so harmful. It creates just a bitter root in us that produces all kinds of negative things. I think sometimes as believers, we, um, you know, if you and I were just having coffee today and not thinking through this content on on a podcast, Natalie, it might be easy for us to be like, oh yeah, you know, I, there's nobody I don't really forgive because you you know, we're believers and we're sitting here thinking, yeah, I've worked through that. I've worked through that. Mm -hmm. But if you're really honest with yourself and this is what I do sometimes, I, I take an inventory of the things I talk about the most. Like what are the things that I bring up a lot? So even if I, in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I've totally forgiven that. Or, oh yeah, we're good. (laughs) She and I are good. Or, um, you know, Troy, my husband, oh, like, of course, no, we're good. Like we worked through all those things. But if I'm honest and I'm careful at assessing my words, what are the things that I bring up, let's say with my spouse, with my husband, what are the Mm -hmm. things that I bring up? Do I bring up things that 
I said I forgave, but I really just keep on making that, allowing that situation to inform the way I judge him, the way I think of him? Or um, do I, when I bring up, when I talk about things with friends, do I always bring up a certain way that somebody has betrayed me or hurt me? Is that really forgiveness Mm -hmm. if I'm constantly still dwelling on that? Maybe it's um, poignant that this is, you know, dwell, the dwell podcast, but the reality is what we dwell on really reveals whether we are um, living in forgiveness that Christ has shown us, or we're still um, making ourselves the judge and jury of this, of the hurts in our lives. It's funny that you keep bringing up that idea of judging. I was reading in uh, Romans today and just my regular study. Mm -hmm. um, And there was a verse that I wrote down that really struck me about that concept, about how you're without excuse Mm -hmm. because you who judge, you've done the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that what you're saying there, like I would challenge our, our listeners to really take an inventory. I'm going to do that myself now that you mention it, um, just to write down what are the things that I really am dwelling on and Mm -hmm. and how am I making myself above other people or the judge of other people when in fact, like here I am doing the same things, you know, that none of us is is without um, sin. And we, we, each of us need to be able to show one another forgiveness. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's why I say, I think, the most revealing and convicting thing I can do in my own life is to trace back the things that I text, the things that I say, the things that I like to bring up. Do I really forgive my kids or do I keep Mm. bringing up the things that they've screwed up on? You know, I mean, and it's not that it's, it's, it's really subtle, right? Natalie, it's subtle. It's not like I'm walking around the house, like condemning people, but when I'm really honest, when I'm really honest and right. I look at the things that I talk about and the things that I bring up and the things that kind of are at the forefront of my mind, even though I say I've forgiven. I mean, what, is, what does Jesus say about forgiveness that ultimately God the Father like removes our sin like from the east to the west? Like as in that sense, yeah. like it is so far, it is so far removed that it's no longer the way he sees or thinks of us. And yet mm-hmm. my forgiveness oftentimes is conditional. It oftentimes is driven by, but how are you changing that? Or how are you, mm-hmm. you going to do better next time? And it's not that people should not and we should not have growth in those areas. Absolutely. We don't, none of us, it's, it's, it's hardly repentance if we're not going to change our ways, right? The other side of forgiveness <laughs> is for the, for the sinner to repent. Repenting is changing mm-hmm. course. So of course, Mm -hmm. that's part of the Christian life, but that's not for us to judge. It is for us to forgive. And, And as long as we're looking at this part of the scriptures, we're saying what Paul is trying to tell us through this particular verse that we're looking at is if nothing else, just recognize that you have to start by looking at others through eyes of kindness and compassion, humble yourself, put yourself there and remember that God has forgiven you so much through Christ, Mm. and that that's the power by which you can forgive somebody else. I love that. I think you're absolutely right. It it really does come down to how we shift our focus and and seeing our forgiveness that we have experienced. I have this quote um, from a a sermon from John Piper. A lot of times when I'm focusing in on a verse, I'll go listen to different Mm -hmm. sermons of, of different pastors. And he said in a sermon, I really believe the secret of being kind and compassionate and forgiving is being amazed that you are a forgiven sinner. Mm, And I don't just mean knowledge. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you more amazed Mm -hmm. that in spite of all your wrongs, 
God has forgiven you? Mm-hmm. Or are you more amazed that you're continually being wronged? Yeah. And it's uh, like, whoa. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, such a good. So like shifting our focus onto our own forgiven status mm-hmm. should really be what motivates our forgiveness. Absolutely. Here's a, a question. I know you talked about how, you know, kind of, kind of going through and making an inventory of like, what are the things that I'm focusing on? If like, is, is there any other thing that you would recommend if we find ourselves in a cycle of unforgiveness mm. or in a space where we just we just are looking at this one person um, and we're like, man, I just I cannot forgive that. I cannot. Mm. I will not. Mm. How do we get out of that? You know, um, what comes to mind is a couple of years ago, it's been more than a few years now, um, I went through a our whole family went through a really painful, painful friendship breakup. It was with um, something that we were very close to, um, something we had built with other people. And for anyone who's ever been in ministry of any kind, Mm. sometimes there's deep wounds and deep pain when you're in leadership. And Mm. um, there's a separation sometimes there. And um, the details obviously are not public and don't matter at the moment here. But my point in bringing that up is to say, Keeping your heart tender while you give everyone time is really important. And I remember when some of the offense and the hurt happened, um, there were people in my life who wanted me to immediately overlook the offense and say, we're all good because the gospel, like, come on, the gospel makes it so we can all forgive one another and move on and continue to lead and work together like we've always done. But Mm. the reality is, Christians can betray and hurt each other deeper than we think we can. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know how else to say that. The reality is like, we're not exempt from deeply betraying and hurting one another. And Mm. have I now years later forgiven and even reconciled to the point of keeping in touch with some of those folks who had hurt me so deeply? Yeah, it's been pretty amazing to reunite Mm. at times. But the reason why I bring that up is to say the only way to get through is to keep doing what Piper just said. Keep doing what we were just talking about and rehearse those truths and to keep your heart supple. Because if you let your heart get Mm -hmm. hardened, then what you keep rehearsing is the offense done to you, the betrayal, the wrongs. How could he? How could she? I can't believe it. Oh, look at what they're saying now. Like you can mm-hmm. continually do that to the point where there is no room and no way of true reconciliation. Now, mm-hmm. as believers, anyone who's listening, who's gone through something like this, um, if we're mature in the faith, we probably actually did the work of reconciliation on the front end. But can we ensure that there was true forgiveness? Probably not because hearts Mm. are tender, just like we were talking about, Natalie. And we've been talking about this for the Mm -hmm. last, all three of these podcasts, that it's not like we can just suddenly snap our fingers and cause our hearts and our feelings to obey what we know we must do. So in the meantime, when God is doing the work of actually making repairs in actual broken relationships, really hurtful, and this could be you know, between friends in ministry, or maybe it's with a mother that has hurt you or a, mm-hmm. um, a step parent or whoever it is in your life that you're like, this will never be repaired. And I don't know, even if I say that I've forgiven this, I'm not sure if my heart will ever come around. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say I'm a living testimony that 
I walked through some of the greatest pain I've ever known in my adult life, um, in ministry, in in through a through what I felt like was a betrayal that I would never recover from, and I did. Mm-hmm. And there was true reconciliation and there was true, maybe not true to the level that I want it, right? Maybe not mm-hmm. such clearing of air that we're like, okay, I absolutely know that you get it now. But <laughs> the point at which we can say it's in the Lord's hands and this yeah. side of heaven, there's nothing standing in the way of me seeing you as my brother or sister in Christ. And that to mm-hmm. me is forgiveness as best as, as we can do as sinners who need grace ourselves, we can offer that Mm -hmm. same thing to another. And so I do think that time helps. It doesn't mean time as we, as in we sit on it, we ignore people, we harden Mm -hmm. our hearts. No time where we say, Lord, I need help. I'm going to keep my heart soft and I'm going to rehearse the gospel while I employ some time here. I think that's really wise. Ultimately, like there is a place where it, you feel very vulnerable Um, I can completely relate to what you're saying that you like you have to put yourself in that tender place. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because that word compassion in our verse Mm -hmm. is translated in other versions as tender hearted. Right. Right. And just allowing yourself to to work through those emotions Mm -hmm. and and to not just not to to shove them under the rug or just be like, well, I'm just never going to see that person again. Um, But that that the Lord has purposes for those things, um, for allowing us to, like you said, mature and grow through Mm -hmm. that process of coming to a place of forgiveness. Amen. Yeah. Well, Ruth, I would love to talk more. I have a million other questions for you, Um, but we are out of time. Um, Thank you, especially for sharing kind of that personal story about how you have walked through forgiveness. I hope that that will encourage our Mm -hmm. listeners that it's possible, man, it is possible Mm -hmm. and it is miraculous and beautiful when it happens. (laughs) Isn't that just the gospel? Absolutely. um, living out in our lives. So um, again, thank you, Ruth, for joining us today. And for those of you listening at home, we'll have links to her um, new projects that she's working on and her website. And you can just see all of the beautiful, wonderful things that she does. Um, And thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.